So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. We're so glad you have joined us today. We are thrilled to have you here at Terry Mize Ministries program, and we are just delighted that you have taken the time to join us. And uh, we are just here ready to talk to you about some marvelous things to start your happy new year off. And uh, one thing that we can take great, great comfort and strength from, darling, as we know after all these years that God's word never changes. Oh, that's right. The promises never change. The covenant never changes. His word never changes. Never, never, never. <laughs> Power in the blood never changes. Power in the name of Jesus never changes. It's always the same. God is the only constant. And everything in our life is temporal. It ch it's subject to change. It is it, it is changing sure. constantly, all the time. Laws and change, peoples change, <laughs> countries change, politicians change. Yes. all kind of changes all kinds going of things. on. And God says, "Behold, I'm the Lord; I change not." <laughs> what a comfort! Jesus Christ, the same yes. yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. He is the great. I am. Yes. Always. Not the, the I was or I'm going to be, but the great I am. No, that's marvelous. I mean, that is so wonderful to me. Always such a simple thing to comfort my own soul with, to know that I picked the right God. Well, and it's the same thing with faith. Hebrews, yes. Hebrews 11 tells us now faith is. Now faith is. It doesn't say yesterday faith was. One yeah. of these days faith's going to be. It says Will be. Now. Faith <laughs> is always present tense. God's always yes. present tense. God, God didn't. I hate to say God doesn't have a future, but he he doesn't he doesn't see a future. He he lives in the now. In the now. Yeah. And he sees from eternity past to eternity forward. I wonder if there's any calendars in heaven. Oh, I can't. Probably not. <laughs> I can't. I've always said I only have two enemies, the clock and the calendar, and they're always yeah. marching. Yeah. Uh, even on this program, you know, I've got my little stopwatch here and it's counting down, right, counting right, down. Right. And then it tells me, shut up. That's enough. But, you know, in heaven, we may not have clocks and calendars. No, no, no. It, 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 there'll be no reason to hurry, you know, obviously. to some That'll make you feel good. Yes, I love the whole concept of just Well, Happy endless. New Year. Ha happy, happy, blessed, wonderful uh, expectation. Who would have thought we'd be in 2021? Oh, I know. As a child, I sure never thought that would ever happen. But here we are. And we are so glad to know that we're living in the light and the life and the love of God every single day. And we just want to encourage you with those simple, simple things and remind you from the Word of God that that's who we are. That scripture in Ecclesiastes just keeps coming back to me over and over and over again, that God has placed eternity, eternity. in the hearts of men. So when we were... That's a mission we scripture, were, you know. 
original creation, yes. Uh, in Adam and Eve, there was an eternal life aspect of, in creation. It is the same now as we have been, here we are thousands of years down the road, and created in the image of God, living in the power of God, that there's eternal life in us. And as Proverbs says there in 18, that the spirit of man is the candle of the sure. Lord. And so God has lit, thankfully, yes. <laughs> our candle by our choice in making Jesus Christ the Lord of our life. And now we have the life, the light, and the love of God. And then Romans 5, uh, Paul repeats that, that his love's been shed abroad in our yes, hearts. So we yes. have all these things going on on the inside of this eternal life. That Jesus had a threefold mission. It was love, light, and life. Right. Everything as a Christian we do <laughs> needs to be centered around love, light, and life. If it's not love, Makes if it's it not light, if it's not life, then it's not God. Yes. Jesus said, I have come. Thank God he Isn't that come. simple? He, that's, he laid it out there for you. That you might have life, life. and that more <laughs> abundantly. You know that oh, scripture you just joy. mentioned? Script you just mentioned about uh, God has placed eternity yes. in the hearts of men. To, I guess to most American Christians or most westernized, civilized Christians, that doesn't mean much. It just kind of means... Oh yeah, eternity's in my heart. But but as a missionary, right to third world nation, this is my fifty third year yes. in third world <laughs> missionary evangelism. Wow! Started when I was eighteen. I'm just about to turn seventy one. Yeah. Uh, and and here uh, as a missionary traveling to those jungles and valleys and right, rivers right. and the nations I've been to, uh, I see that scripture the way God really meant it. Yeah. That those those natives, those those tribes, those indigenous people, even though they've not heard the gospel, hadn't been to church, don't have a Bible, don't know the great hymns and great song, they 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 even though they're in what we'd call darkness, right, still eternity's in their heart. Right. And that's what I get out of that scripture. And that's the way that God meant that scripture. Yes, yes. Is that, is that even though they're not educated or, or, or living in the Western world or heard what we've heard, or that they still, there's an eternity in their hearts that they, they'll tell you that there's a legend in their tribe that, that someone came and preached the gospel right, to them. Right. Uh, that there's a legend in their tribe. That's that true. Some, that, you That's know, true. Are they, are they all, they'll have a sun god or a tree god. or a, right. you know, They all have something, something that's looking to eternity. It's, right. it's always past the right now. Right. You know, into, into eternity. They have God put eternity into the hearts of and men. It, and it's, it's our just, job to go change their eternity. Well, it is. Because they're going to have eternity in heaven. Yes. Or they're going to have eternity, eternity in hell. Everybody's going to live forever. Well, and there's something in those people, no matter where they are or what part of the world they're in, that they want to connect to something that has always been prior to them and yeah, then yeah. know that they're connected to something that's going to happen past their lifetime sure. on this planet. And that's, that's just that in the heart of men. People want to know that. Right. And they search for that. Sure. And sometimes they're looking for love, as the song says, in all the wrong places. But that's what's really in people, is to know where I've come from, where I'm going, and that am I connected to something bigger and better than who I am, which is such a contradiction to everything that has to do with the humanist dogma, <laughs> with, sure. the, with the humanist concept that everything surrounds uh, me right now, what sure. I want, what I think, and what I'm doing right now is all that exists. Well, it goes back to those, what I've preached for decades and decades, that, that 
all over the world, people are asking four questions. Right. I mean, the whole world, it doesn't matter where you go. You can go, you can go into, you can <laughs> go in some right. mountain. Life's pretty simple. You can go in some mountain cave in the, in the Himalayas. And, but yes. people are asking the same four questions is, where did I come from? Yes. Where did I come from? Now, our right. kids know the answer to this. Every kid in children's church, you know, <laughs> Sunday school know, yes. knows the answer to these four questions. But it boggles the minds of brilliant people. Exactly. I mean, multimillionaires, billionaires leave all that they have and go sit in a, in a cave in the Himalayas with some guru eating bean sprouts and grub worms <laughs> trying to figure out the answers to these visual. four questions. You know, <laughs> give me the answers to these four questions. Right, Where right. did I come from? Right, you right. know, was my was my great grandmother yeah. Just and, some and scum the, floating on a pond. Yeah. And then the and sun hit the scum. Know where they come from, 23 and me, you know, all these things. Where and you the sun hit the, the scum and it created an amoeba and, a, and then that grew legs and it walked out of the water and then grew a tail and climbed a tree. And is that my great grandmother? Where did wow. my great grandmother? Where did I come from? Well, God tells us where we came from. God created mankind. He high, spoke it sure is a into higher existence. Class, you know, creation. Yeah. And my great grandma's not a monkey. Thank God. Or an amoeba. <laughs> yeah. My question always, my question always to, was to those to people is, is if that's true, if 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 your great grandmother was just scum on a pond and came alive, you know, when the sun hit the scum, I always want to know where did the sun and the pond and the, the scum, scum come, come from? from. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody built it. Somebody good, invented that's it. That's really a good song. Somebody thought it up, you know. But anyway, no, so it. the world is saying, where did I come from? Right. It, that bugs people. I mean, it 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 they lose sleep over yeah. it. They it yeah. messes their brain up. Where why? Where really did I come, come from? What? Question number two is is what am I doing here? Uh-huh. Exactly. Is there a reason I'm here? I go to bed at night. I wake up in the morning. I go to bed at night. I wake up in the morning. Why am yeah. I here? Is there a is there a reason? Is there a purpose? Yeah, it is, and it's very tormenting. It, it appears yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. They're very. Does my life matter? Does yes. my life make yes. a difference? Is right. it? Is there any reason for? What's the reason for me being here? Yeah, purpose. Yeah, exactly. And then question number three: Who am I? Yes. <laughs> am I somebody? Yes. Am I a nobody? And, and am I important to anybody? Exactly. Seven and a half billion people on the planet. People. Want to know that because you can get lost in the crowd and never feel your oh, absolutely. value. Absolutely. And I've dealt with this all the years yes, of my, my exactly. life in ministry is they want to know the answers to these right. questions. That's right. You know, and then, and then question number four, the last question, and, and it, 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 it boggles people's minds and they fuss and fight and argue about it. The last question is, what awaits me right. after the grave? Yes. Is there life after death? Mm-hmm. People don't know that. No, that's true. That's and, true. And if you don't think they're thinking about it, and you don't think that's a big question in the minds of people everywhere, <laughs> whether they admit it or go, not, go to the grocery store. <laughs> go to go to go to the Walgreens. Go to go to a grocery store. Go to Walmart and go to the checkout counter and look at the tabloid papers. Look at National Enquirer and 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 all people those magazines. All yeah, you know, people ma- look look at all those magazines, and I guarantee you, if you peruse them all, there'll be a story on the front page. Of, Saying, uh, I, I saw I had dinner with Elvis Presley last night. Yeah, or you know, aliens. You know, I saw. Uh, you know, I saw Princess die. Yeah. You know, it's ghost. Right, and, right. I mean, they just they Anything eat that. that they eat that up. Is what what awaits me after the grave? Right. Is it, 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 something out there? Right. Is there something else when I'm dead? Am I just dead? Right. You know, I taught my teenagers. Uh, you know, all those years I took teenagers to Jamaica. 
took your kids and your, mm-hmm. your youth group from your endangered church to True. my own personal kids. And then and then I took so many youth groups from so many, many, many churches for over 25 years uh, to Jamaica. And then I personally taught them mm-hmm. to win souls. And uh, and one question I taught them to ask people, there's a whole litany of things that I taught them in soul winning. But one, one thing is, uh, what would happen to you today if you died? If we're if we're standing right here on the street of, of, of Montego Bay, Jamaica today, and because because they're walking down the street, and I taught the kids right. to go up to them, look them in the eye, look them in the eye, don't don't look down, look them in the eye, shake their hand, give them a good handshake, and then and then ask them uh, if you died today, what would happen to you? If we're standing on the streets of Montego Bay and a, and a bus hit us and you're dead, what what would happen? Where would you go? What would you do? And so many people would say, well, we had one little kid told us one time. He said, I'd go to the morgue. <laughs> They'd take me to the morgue. You know, I'd be dead. Oh. Well, what would happen to you? Where would you go? I wouldn't go. I'm, 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 I'm dead. You know, when you're dead, you're dead. And, and there's no hope. There's no. They, they don't know what happens right. to them. Right. Right. And then others would say, "Well, I'd go to heaven." And then when the question is, well, "Why would you go to heaven? Why would God let you in the gate? If you if you get to heaven this morning and and you're there at the at the pearly gates, mm-hmm. you know, and and an angel's there, and even Saint Peter's there. It's all the cartoons and jokes have it. Saint Peter's the gatekeeper, and uh, and he asks you, uh, why why would I let you in here? Then what's your answer going to be? There needs to be an answer. No, that's right. To to gain entry. Well, and thank and so God. many times people thank say, God well, I'm a good person. Answer. Well, that didn't count. Yeah. Well, my mama went to church. Well, that didn't count. You know, it's got to be you personally have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You personally know Jesus. You personally ask him to forgive your sins. You personally ask him to come into your life. You, exactly. Uh, Paul said you you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord <laughs> That's and right. believe, in your, believe heart in your heart that God Romans raised 10. him from the dead. Yeah. Right. Romans right. 10, we call it the Roman road. Yeah. You go down those scriptures in Roman, it'll tell you how to get saved. And, and Paul even said about those heathen that I was talking about a while ago, those in the in darkness, the tribal people, the indigenous people, Paul even said about them, he said, hey, all those heathen have to do to get saved is just call on the name of the Lord. No, that's Isn't right. that simple? That is just call on the name of the Lord. If you're watching this today or listening to yeah. us on the podcast today, right. call on the name of the Lord yeah. and you shall be saved. The Apostle Paul said that. Right. Right now, you can just say, Jesus, I call on you. Lord, That's I right. call on you. Jesus, Hallelujah. come into my life. Jesus, That's right. you know, I believe in you. I believe that, that, <laughs> that you were born of a virgin, Thank lived you, on this Lord. earth as a man. You uh, died a substitutionary death on the cross for me. You paid for my sins with your own blood. And, and he said, call on him, call on the Lord. That's right. And you'll be saved. Uh, but then he but then he asked four very pointed questions. He said, But right. all they have to do is call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. But how can they call on someone right. in whom they've not believed? Question one. Mm-hmm. How can they believe in someone in whom they've not heard? Right. Question two. They have to hear. They have to hear. How can they hear lest there's a preacher? Question three. And then question four, and how can the preacher go preach unless somebody send him? There's got to be goers and there's got to be senders. So, yes, all the heathen have to do. Uh, they're in the jungles, they're in the rivers, they're in the mountains all over the world, other countries, everywhere. All they have to do is call that's the name right. of the Lord. That's but right. to do that, somebody's got to send a preacher. There's got to be no, a that's sender. Right. That's right. And then some preacher's got to go. There's got to be a goer. Right. You know, some people think the goer is more important than the sender, and some people think the sender is more important than the goer. And both of those are wrong. I've preached no, for decades right. and decades. We're not, we're not, it's not us against them. 
It's not the missionary against the church. No, it's we work right. together right. hand Thank in God. glove that right. the, the goer makes the sender feasible. Right. And the sender makes the goer feasible. Right. In other words, if I'm sitting here today and I've got a pocket full of money, but I'm not called to go. And I say, hey, I believe in missions. I believe in salvation. I want to get the world saved, but I'm not called to go. So so I'm, I'm happy to give my money to send somebody. But if there's no sender, no, excuse me, right. if there's no goer, the sender's not functional. If there's no goer, the sender can't do his job. On the other hand, if you're a goer and you're sitting here today saying, oh, Lord, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Lord, I, I'm, I hurt for the heathen. I, I want to go preach the gospel. Lord, I need to go. Well, if there's no sender, right. then the goer's not functional. Right. And of course, Jack, Jackie and I just... We just bypassed that step, and we said, we don't care if there's a sender or not, we're going anyway. God, God said, go, and we're going. That's right. So we went with no support, no no partners, right, no no right. support of any kind. I think God God started giving us partners, and we love our partners and pray for our partners every day. And we have partners now, thank God, and invite more people to join us, and let's go get the gospel to the world. But right. if there's no sender, the goer can't go. If there's no goer, the sender can't send. Right, exactly. And all they've got to do is... The sender needs to send the preacher, and the preacher needs to go, and the preacher needs to preach. The heathen needs to hear. Then that'll make the heathen believe, because faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. So when they hear— yeah, it's not hard. When they hear, they're going to believe. easy. <laughs> and then when, when they believe, then they can call. And Paul said, and if you call— on the name of the, the, name Lord, of the Lord, you, will you be shall be saved. saved. It's kind of like that old nursery rhyme I used to tell my kids, you know, it's like the old woman and the pig. You know, if, <laughs> if the pig won't get over the fence, you can't get home tonight. So she goes and says, dog, would you bite my pig? Because he won't get over the fence. And if he didn't get over the fence, I can't get home tonight. The dog said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And so she goes, you know, she goes to a guy and says, hey, take, or she goes to a stick and says, stick, beat that dog. Because that dog won't bite my pig and my pig won't get over the fence. And I can't get home tonight. And the stick says, nope, not going to do it. So she goes, to the fire and says, fire, burn, stick. Stick won't be dog, dog won't bite, pig, pig won't jump over the fence and I can't get home tonight. And the fire won't do it. So she goes <laughs> to the river and she says, water, water, put out fire. Fire won't burn, stick, stick won't be dog, dog won't bite, pig, pig won't jump over the fence and I can't get home. A lot home. of people have never heard this. I could tell this whole story, but I guess some of y'all are bored already, so I'll just quit. But anyway, the whole story goes on and on and on and on. And finally, they get somebody that'll do it. Yes. And so all of a sudden, all this chain reaction happens. Yes. And finally, the. That's a good story. <laughs> finally, the cow gives milk. And finally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and finally, the dog bites the pig and the pig jumps over the and everybody and she gets, gets home. home finally, so finally. if we'd all do our job, we'll all get home. That's right. That's right. Um, and thinking about all of that, you know, with. with You're really thinking the, about that. The function of the church, the purpose. Absolutely. The purpose of the church. And yet. God is so concerned with uh, reaching the lost and having a plan for us to do that with. We still come back to the concept of God having, uh, you know, the five basic needs that you say. Sure. You know, that sure. we have to have sure. to, for people to be able to do what they're going to do. No, absolutely. Because God's not more concerned with the people that he doesn't have yet than he is the people he already does have. And so God wants your needs met <laughs> right along right. with reaching the world right. and going to the world. And that and, and But that, if we don't reach those people, right. it breaks the cycle. It breaks the cycle. Then we become unimportant in the chain. We're in not unimportant chain. to God, but we're unimportant, unimportant to the plan of God to get the gospel to so the world. God's just as concerned about 
what you've always called the five basic needs. Sure. Of, of it doesn't matter where you live in the whole right. world. Right. Doesn't matter or, or what nation, what neighborhood. Yeah. You have <laughs> what five city basic state. needs of man. You have to have a roof over your head. Exactly. Clothes on your back. Right. Food on your table. Take care of your family. The Bible says if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. Right. And have a healthy body. Right. Now, if you don't, if any of those five things get messed up, you break the chain. You you can't function. <laughs> That's right. To the degree God wants you to function doesn't mean God or doesn't that love he's you. Promise for you to yeah. function. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It just means you're you're you've fallen beneath your privileges right. of what God has for you. Exactly. Because He wants you to have a roof over your head. Yes, he, he wants does. you to have clothes on your back. Exactly. He wants you to have food. Right on here your at the table. beginning of the year, let's get this straight. <laughs> he wants you to take care of your family. Yes, and he yes. wants you to have a healthy body. The five basic needs of man. But you know, last week when we were the last week of December, right? Uh, the last week of twenty twenty. Yes, uh, just right after Christmas, uh, our last program, uh, we talked about the church for twenty twenty one. Exactly. Must. Excuse me. M-U-S-T must. Must. Reevaluate her priorities. Yes. She's got to get her vision back. Why don't you write back. these things down? She's got yeah. to get her vision Begin back. To get that She's down. got to go back to what's the priority? What's number one? What's number two? What's number three? She's got to reevaluate her priorities. Right. And her priorities should be, if she's a Christian, the church. Right. If the church is Christian like she used to be, if the church... Uh, as Christian, she's going to have the heart of God, no. and his priorities would be our priorities. That's right. So you have to, number one, reevaluate your priorities as the church. Number two, she's got to rekindle our love. You yes. know, love is everything to God. It is. I mean, that's the it's, commandment. It's so <laughs> that's love. the commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. So love the world. Exactly. And so, and you, and you know, I've preached for many, many, many years that uh, uh, you can you can give to somebody. Right. Without loving them, but you can't love somebody without, without giving to giving them, them to because love is always giving, giving. God so loved the world, He gave, He gave, Jesus so loved the world, He gave, Paul yes. so loved the world, Peter so loved the world, right. Thomas so loved the world, those right. guys so loved the world, right? They, they gave now. Judas didn't, no, that's right. Judas didn't so love the world and he didn't give, he sold out for 30 pieces of silver and went out and killed himself. But, but, but when you're a lover. You're a giver. That's what I've always said about missions. Missions compels you to love. No, that's right. If you're a lover, then you'll believe in missions. That's right. <laughs> that's first, really true. Yeah, They're first, really, really yeah, true. First John, uh, first John three seventeen says says whoso has this world's goods. Yes. Who, whoever you are out there, you have this world's goods. You got some. You got some money. You have the world's goods. God said, whoso has this world's goods and seeth his brother in need. Right. And shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. Lives with a closed fist and a closed heart. Yeah, yeah. He says, how dwelleth, question, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Well. Whoso has this world's goods, seeth his brother in need, shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. Question, how dwelleth the the love of God in Um, him? It goes right on the very next verse, verse 18, and says, my little children. Let us love, not just in word and tongue, right. but in deed and in truth. truth. In other words, don't just tell somebody, hey, God bless you. Be warmed and filled. You right. know, 
have a, have a Merry Christmas, and they're and they're desperately in need. No, we 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 need to do something about it. No, that's right. And 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 the church has to have. Uh, and when when we say the church, maybe some of us are, are forget about that. But the church, the church is made up of all of the Christians around the world. Yes, and yes, we yes. are here, set down in the earth, to be representatives of the kingdom of God. And our purpose is both to show the world by our lifestyle right. that, by example. you know, like God, you know, all through the, the Old Testament, God was trying to bless Israel and show the, yes, the countries yes, around yes. about them that this is my people. I will bless them. I will prosper them in spite of everything right. around them. And that God's promises will work for God's people, regardless of nation, kindred, tribe, tongue, neighborhood, bank account. God yeah. will still Race, take care of you class, and look after you. Color. Yeah. And God does doesn't have it, it any goes discrimination back to, it goes back to those four questions the world's asking you know what what are you doing here right what's your purpose exactly. what are you here for that's who right. are you that's right you know and, and and so we have to we have to go back to if we're christians if we're godly people then we're loving people right you know you and i you know the world hardly carries cash anymore in fact the government's trying to do away with cash and uh uh, I've got a funny story I won't tell right now, but but I, I fussed at a pastor one time. They picked me up at an airport. My son Lynn was with me, and I fussed at both of them because we were trying to get out of the airport uh, parking had lot. Cash. Nobody had cash. And 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 the yeah. the ticket got eaten when he when the pastor pulled up to the ticket machine to get us out of the parking lot. He stuck the ticket in there to see how much we owed, so he right. could put his credit card in there. Right. And it ate the machine ate the ticket, so we couldn't get out of the parking lot. Well. Pig, dog won't bite pig, pig won't jump over the fence when we can't get home tonight. And so uh, I just said, well, Pastor, there's a, there's a cash exit down there. He said, but I don't have any cash. I don't carry cash. And so he looked at Lynn because he didn't want to ask me for any money. So he looked at Lynn and said, Lynn, you got some cash? Lynn said, I don't carry cash. I don't have any cash. And I said, Pat, I just said I wasn't going to tell this story. Now I'm telling it. And I, this and is I, true. And I said, Pastor, I've got cash. I don't want to get your cash. I said, Well, I don't want to spend, sleep in the parking lot either. I've got cash. <laughs> just go down there. And so he finally did. Right. And so then I ribbed him and my son Lynn, and I said, You know, you guys aren't givers, right? I said, You know why you don't cash? Don't have any cash? They said, No, why? And I said, Because you're not givers. And he said, Brother Terry, I am a giver. Doctor, he called me Dr. Terry. Dr. Terry, I'm a giver. And Lynn said, Dad, you know I'm a giver. I said, no, you guys aren't givers. I said, that's the reason you don't carry cash. I said, if you just carry plastic and then you see a guy on the street that's hungry, you can just sear your own heart over and say, yes. oh, I'm sorry, I'd help you, but I don't have any cash. You, know, uh -huh. you don't take credit cards. And, 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 and I said, I always carry cash so that if I see somebody in need, right, right. I can help them. Right. And so now hardly anybody carries cash. So you and I actually went and got a little money bag. No, that's right. And we go to the store yes, or the bank do. every now and then when that gets depleted, we go fill it up with fives and tens and ones, ones. you know, just so we always have cash. We always have I, something. I, I was at the grocery store just before Christmas and, and, and started to go in. There's the guy out there ringing the bell for, for Salvation right. Army. So I stopped and got my little money bag and got some, because <laughs> I didn't have any cash in my pocket, you know. And, uh, and and so I got out of the money bag and right. got some money and went out there and put it in the bucket. I, I, don't, I don't know how they're doing these days without... Uh, I guess some of them take credit cards now. So, you know, yeah, the guy's red to go bucket. online, you know. <laughs> but anyway, but, yeah. it, it goes back to those those points. And let me finish before we, we've only got a minute left here. But but reevaluate her priorities. Yes. And to rekindle her love, 
Number three, the church must reestablish her commitments. What are you committed to? That's right. I mean, I don't mean you just like or feel good about what. Where's your commitment? What are you committed to? And then number four, the church must redeploy her troops. We can't keep all the troops in one spot. We've got to deploy them, redeploy them to to places where they need the gospel and need help. And then lastly, the church must, MUSD must redistribute her funds. We can't just give in one spot. We've got to spread that out. We've got to be partners and have partnership with different, you know, I've partnered with different ministries since I was just a teenager and you'd have too. And we still, as we're married, we we personally partner, Partner. but we also partner out of our ministry. Our ministry writes checks every month and well, and every week actually, and and sends to other ministries. And so we, we, we are partners and then we invite you to partner with us. You know, there got to be goers. There's got to be senders. We're senders and goers. Renee yes. and I get to go all That's over right. the world and preach. But we also send to places we can't go. So, um, and we're we're believing to do even more in 2021 than we did in 2020. Well, absolutely. We don't want to go backwards. No, and we want to increase. And the, and there are commitments and and pledges that we've made to other ministries and things that we want to do. So, uh, you know, everything. God is so mindful of it all. Your life our life, seven and a half billion people. God's got a way to take care of everybody. And we want to encourage you with that and always remind you your value in the kingdom of God and remind you as we leave the air today again, that you are more more than than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you.